What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the newly named Bros Talking. My name is Ethan, and as always, I am joined by my in-real-life brother, Nick. What's going on, everybody? Nick, ho, 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 and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It is a very special Christmas episode of Bros Talking. How was your your holiday? Fantastic. Couldn't have been better. Awesome. Ate 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 a lot of food, spent a lot of time with the fam, including yourself. So yep, I, I saw you a couple hours ago. We uh, just saw walked out of our second screening of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, which I'm pretty sure this entire episode is going to be about. I know we had said uh, last week that we'd give our impressions, but I'm pretty sure we're just gonna, about to dive deep into it. Yeah. Cool. But and boy, before... boy, boy, do we have a lot to talk about. At least oh I yeah. Do. A lot to talk about. So uh, before we do that, just a little bit of housekeeping for everybody. You can catch the show every single. Hopefully every single Wednesday night, that's what we've been planning on doing. Uh, but if things change, we will definitely let you guys know. Uh, but if you want to send us some topics to talk about, uh, hit us up on Twitter at the Twitter handle at bros underscore talking or shoot us an email at bros talking pod at gmail.com. And I will list those where to reach us and the show description. I always I do that every week, but just give you guys a heads up and they're always going to be there. So if you want to shoot us some tweets or anything like that, just um, shoot it at that handle and I'll put those in the description. But so... Let's dive right into it. Real quick, uh, first, real quick. Yep. I just want to say, even if you don't have any suggestions or anything like that, just give us a shout out. Let us know you're listening. It's nice yep. to know. It would be nice yeah. to know who's listening. Who's listening to us? Give us a follow. Help us help us grow. I, we, we need more people to listen to us. Shout out Agreed. to Tiffany. First off, Nick, what are, uh, what are your thoughts, initial thoughts on Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker? All right, so if we're going initial thoughts, uh, this is after the first viewing. I thought it was amazing. It gave me everything I wanted in the Star Wars movie. Um, it gave me a pretty good conclusion. It gave me everything I needed um, as far as uh, fan service slop goes. It, it, yeah. had, it, hit, me, it hit me hard, hit me, hit, hit me right at home. Uh, second viewing, I didn't like it as much, but I still would like to say that it was a fantastic uh, theater-going experience. I did like it, but not as much as the first time. So... I'm, I agree with you. I I absolutely adore this movie. I have some problems with it. Not problems is a strong word, but I I would change change some things around. Uh, this is actually our first real conversation about it. We've texted here and there, so we actually don't know what we would change about it. So this is gonna be interesting. But um, I uh I loved this movie the first time I saw it, and I loved it today when I saw it again. Uh, but I think it's one of those things where uh you, the second time you see it, it kind of just loses its charm because it's you're the spectacle is gone. You're not seeing the last Star Wars movie for the for the first time. So I think that kind of, it kind of wore wore off on me, but I still absolutely adore this movie. I still cried at the parts that I was going to cry at and I think I think it's fantastic and I understand that people are arguing about it on the internet and they'll probably argue with us if they had the chance, but I I think this is a a great conclusion to the Skywalker saga. I agree. Um, and after watching it the first time and falling in love with it, I obviously listened to a couple other fan theories and read a couple stories about it. And I was glad that I was able to form my own opinion on it before reading everything and hearing everything about it. So now that I've, after hearing that and seeing it again, I can see what people had issues with. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I definitely get it. Uh, one big thing right off the bat that I, I would have liked is that they didn't show Lando and the fleet in the trailer. I think that would have been a sick moment to have Lando, um, Oh, by the way, we're going full spoilers, so if anybody's listening to this and hasn't seen the movie, first of all, what are you doing if you're a Star Wars fan? Second of all, spoiler alert. Um, yep. I wish 
I wish they didn't show Lando in the trailer. I think that would have been a sick kind of uh, Captain America saying Avengers Assemble moment if they didn't show Lando with the fleet behind him in the the, the final trailer, the one that aired, I think, Monday Night Football a couple weeks ago or a month ago. But no, I, I, I would like that to be a surprise. They did do one thing correct and not show Han Solo in any trailer. Absolutely. And by God, that made me tear up so much the first time I saw it. Uh, second time I saw it, obviously I was expecting it. It was still awesome, um, but I was not expecting to see Harrison Ford in a Star Wars movie ever again, and that just made me so happy. And he was, I mean, it was basically just um, his lines from Force Awakens again. So I, so I actually today when I was when I was paying attention to it a little bit more, I was trying to see if he said anything different. Like I didn't know if J.J. Abrams was able to just use the exact same footage from uh, Force Awakens, but he did say about his mom being gone and everything like that so at least yeah it was, was definitely it was definitely new because um the most heartbreaking moment of the movie i think is when is when that scene and ben is talking to han solo and he, he's like dad and he starts crying and han solo just says i know like that yeah. is yeah awesome so awesome and uh, oh man it just makes me so happy and i think i think it's beautiful it is han solo fantastic yes so uh, real quick do you want to Start from the beginning of the movie and just go throughout the film, and then talk yeah, about we, points from there. We can do, we can certainly do that. Yeah, let's do that. Um, let me just look up something real quick. So, okay, yeah. So, um, obviously, one thing that I've heard a lot of complaints about from the movie that it moves very quickly right away, and I, I mean, with the opening scene with Kylo on Mustafar, right away that just moves super yeah. fast. They, they have has to be like a three minute scene. Um, with Kylo just destroying everybody on Mustafar, and then it jumps right into Finn and Poe's story, stealing the plans, and then right away jumps right to Rey and Leia. So I mean, within yep. the first six minutes of the film, we have three different scenes, and they're both, they're all, all three of them are pretty fast paced. So I know that was a complaint, but I would like to say that the Kylo Ren on Mustafar is amazing. I would love to have had more of that. For me, I think is that I wish. Like, I, I love The Last Jedi, and I think it's a great movie, but I wish J.J. had J.J. Abrams had all three, because I think what he could have done, the overarching story of everything, would, would have been super, super cool. But I wish they could have dove deeper into Kylo going to find the Sith Wayfinder and going to Mustafar and maybe even going to Vader's castle and diving deep into the Sith lore, really. But instead, we get like a, a kind of 45 second montage of him just murking some dudes. Yeah. And then, uh, he finds the wayfinder and he's off Mustafar and, and that's that's it for that that plan. I like that you br- I like that you brought up brought up the JJ having all three. Here's here's another thing I would have liked to see this movie be made into two movies instead of one. I feel like that's the problem is that they especially with this movie I think Disney tried to overcorrect with um, the fan backlash of the Last Jedi and I think they tried to kind of not retcon because they kept a lot of stuff from the Last Jedi in this movie. But they kind of also pushed a lot of it to the side, and they kind of made this movie has the plot of two movies in one. And I, I wish, like, I think if J.J. had all three, he the, the first part of this movie would have been the second movie. Them finding the Wayfinders, them fighting and all that stuff, and then at the end, maybe that's when we get the reveal that Rey's a Palpatine instead of basically at the beginning of the movie. But Right. No, it's agreed. But yeah, keep going with the with the plot. Okay, so obviously then 
Also, I would like to have seen more Ray training with Leia. And I know it's tough with the situation they were given with Carrie Fisher, unfortunately, passing away in 2000, at the end of 2016. But I would like to have seen more of that training sequence. And obviously, later on in the film, with the flashback with Leia training with Luke, they could have brought that back a little bit. And that would have been yep. a lot more fun to see more yep. info on that. Real quick, Leia was the best that she could be. Uh, I actually appreciated her more the sec tonight, the second viewing than the first viewing. The first viewing was a little jarring um, because you could obviously tell that they were just reusing footage from Force Awakens or unused footage from Force Awakens and uh, Lash. And I'm pretty sure it was mostly Force Awakens though, but she was the best that she could be. And I think watching it a second time, you kind of know what you're expecting with Leia because the first time I wasn't really sure what I was going to get with Leia. And right, you, you didn't think, know how much footage was new or if any was new and anything like that. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I think they did the best that they could with an unfortunate situation. I think they handled her character and handled her end uh, respectably, and I, I I liked it. Agreed. Okay, so okay, so obviously we have those first three scenes opening up. Um, after, this is after the Millennium Falcon doing the um, hyperspace skipping, which who knew that was a thing until uh, today? Super cool. I think super it's really cool. cool. It's kind of a another expansion on because in Last Jedi they're allowed they can they're not allowed <laughs> uh, that's the wrong word they're uh, able to hyperspace track and this is the way to get away from them. They just have to keep jumping through hyperspace until they lose them, which I think is really really cool. And just landing in random planets and seeing some different planets. I'm pretty sure one of the ones they go to is Bespin because it looks like Cloud City. But I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, the second one? Yes. Yeah, I couldn't tell either because obviously they Cloud City makes an appearance at the very end. Yeah, it look it looks like Cloud City though, the way the way it's set up, but I'm not entirely sure. Right. So uh, the three meet again, the po the main three, uh, Poe, Finn, and Ray meet up again on the what planet is that that they're on? Uh, it is a new planet. It is called Agent Kloss or Agent Kloss, yeah. A J A N K L O S S. Gotcha. Yeah, well, they're all there, and Poe's being very Poe-like, and uh, wants Ray to be fighting with them instead of training for the, for the Sith. One thing I will say about this uh, film, I mean, there's many things I would say, but I really like the dynamic between Poe and Ray, because it's the first time you really see that, that, like, the brother-sister mentality, because you don't see that in Force Awakens, obviously, because Poe's barely in it, and then with Last Jedi, they don't really meet up until after Crate. So it's, it's kind of cool to see the, the relationship that Poe and Ray have. I really yeah. like it. I wish I, I wish we got a little more of it, and that's one of my biggest pet peeves with Last Jedi is that all the characters are separated for pretty much the entire movie, and we don't get the the camaraderie that the um, the original trilogy gives us with you know Leia, Han, and Luke. We don't get that with Poe, Finn, and Ray until this movie, and seeing what it could have been throughout the entire trilogy, or even just Last Jedi and this movie, I'm a little salty that we didn't get them all together until this movie because I, I really liked I really liked the um, the vibe that that they all gave off that that um I liked the bickering between Poe and Ray and how Finn was kind of the the middleman and how he was just the the, the cooler head and I, I really yeah. liked it. So from there they decided that they have to find the this uh this wayfinder to find the Sith because they found out that Emperor Palpatine is back. And shouting out messages saying that the emperor, uh, the Sith will rise and everyone's doomed and they have planet. Well, they don't know about this yet, but okay. So the planet destroyer. But um, other than that, I mean, they decide that it's time to go. And what planet do they go to? What's the name of this planet? That one, uh, Pasana. Yep. Where they have the uh, burning the festival. 
Yep, Burning Man. Uh, Burning Man in space. Fun fact, it says it takes place every 42 years, and A New Hope came out 42 years ago. Oh, I knew that. I, I knew that from the first film, from the first yeah, viewing. Yep, I thought it was really cool. We'll, we'll touch right there. Uh, this... This is cool. Uh, and also, this is where when you when they land on this planet, this is where C-3PO becomes probably the best he's been in the entire saga. Easily, easily uh, the best he's been. He was good he in just, A New Hope. I liked him. In, I liked him in A New Hope. He started getting annoying in uh, Empire, and then was terrible in the prequels. Didn't really have much in the prequels, and then Force Awakens. I didn't really couldn't couldn't care less if he had blown up. Force yeah, Force Awakens and Last Jedi both. He was just kind of there uh he was there to be there he was there to be in the movie but this one man he is kudos to anthony daniels because they're fantastic man so oh, great I, I i really also like this little like weird festival that they go to i really like like the dancing and how like the, it just looks looks like fun and i i really like the way ray seems to enjoy it and i think that's just a good callback to her or call to her character in general that she loves like all things like this because when um it just reminds me of in the last Jedi when she sees the the weird space cow that luke starts drinking the milk from how she smiles at it and then when she's walking through the crowd she has that kind of same smile on her and it just makes ray seem very innocent and very yeah very i guess normal human yeah she she's she's good and i think this is also the best ray has been in the in the saga i think ray was fantastic in this movie so there, that's when the First Order comes, because Kylo... Well, first, got to talk about the... I think this movie has the best use of the Force uh, out, of, out of any movie, out of any Star Wars movie. Not just, the, not just the sequel trilogy, I think, out of any Star Wars movie. It has the best use of the Force. So obviously, they show Rey floating with all the rocks trying to channel the inner Jedi during her training sequence, yep. which I thought was awesome. Um, and then her relationship with Kylo Ren, where they can basically be in the same room without knowing where each other are. And this is where you kind of first get the glimpse because in Last Jedi, when they're on when they're in the little hut and it's raining and after they break apart, Kylo's gloves are wet. So then yes. in this one, in this one they show that you can actually basically transport when he grabs the the beads off of Ray's neck and then that's how he finds out where they are because they're they're having a conversation, he grabs the beads and then has them uh, check to see where they're from. That's how he knows they're on the planet. Yeah, I think so. that's a gr- it's a great um, expansion on the Last Jedi because in the Last Jedi it's it's Snoke who who links their minds and they're able to see each other in the same room and that's they're not used to it yet in the Last Jedi and they think it's weird they don't know what's going on it's still there at the end of the Last Jedi because Rey shuts the door on Kylo that left it open so that, that it could still be a thing in the future and I think they real really nailed it in this one the the ability that they could see each other they can they can hand objects to each other they can see their surroundings but without actually seeing like where they actually are i think it's it's brilliant right no and, and that's one of the reasons why i think the force use in this movie is fantastic and yeah we'll touch I on agree. we'll touch on more later on when we're going in but okay so so they're on this planet they're at the festival and the first order is arriving because they know that they're there um and that's when our boy lando shows up rescues them from there they have to they have to escape to find the ship do you remember the bounty hunter's name uh no I can look it up though, but uh, real quick, Billy D. Williams is awesome in this movie. I think he's, he's awesome in in general, but uh, he he was good. So they're on the way to the ship, the ship to find the Sith Finder, and they have the speeder chase with, which I thought was awesome with the with the four stormtroopers, and then Poe Finn and three PO on one speeder, and Ray, BB-8, and Chewie on another. Yep. 
and the speeder chase where they like hit the hit the front brakes and launch the stormtroopers and they're flying with the jetpacks i thought that was so sick. that was sick and then the, they fly now they fly yeah. now and I, I, I really like that and then poe being like they fly now like <laughs> the 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 comic relief with them all i thought between poe finn and 3PO even in the conversation was fantastic. Poe yeah, po being, po being the funniest. Yeah. And J.J. Abrams is pretty good at that because he did that in Force Awakens too. Yep. So they uh, they had the speeder chase and any time that Stormtroopers blow up is a good time. Uh, yep. The one getting the rocket launch, the, the jet pack blown up and then going right into the mountain and just blowing up. I thought that was really fun. Then they get into this quicksand and start sinking down and uh, Finn says that he has to tell Ray something. What do you think that that is? Uh, I think it's already been confirmed. Um, that force sensitive. Force sensitive, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think That's JJ I confirmed it. But at first, I was like watching it. At first, I thought he was gonna say that he loved her, because I think that's what everybody thought he was gonna say. I'm so um, glad he didn't. But going through the movie and just picking up on what he says and like all the stuff about how it's the force how he senses it how he, it's a feeling that he has it's definitely that he just wanted to tell tell ray that he thinks he's force sensitive and that maybe he wanted her to train him or something but and i think that's that's why he wouldn't say it in front of poe because in the beginning of the movie poe is all kind of like han solo i guess and force mumbo jumbo it's you shouldn't shouldn't be worried about that right now we have a war to win kind of thing so i don't think he i think finn would have thought that poe wouldn't understand that he i think that's why he just wanted just to say it to ray that's fair and that's why he didn't want to throughout the movie where poe kept asking yeah that's fair so yeah so then they uh sink into this little hole and they uh an alaskan bullworm is down there <laughs> the alaskan bullworm <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh this this scene probably made a lot of people angry if they didn't watch the mandalorian agreed uh, that because I thought of that too mandalorian the episode that came out before Rise of Skywalker just sets this up. And I knew watching that episode that the, the Force Heal was definitely going to be in the Rise of Skywalker. And that's why they put it out before Rise of Skywalker came out. Right. Uh, they they find the ship and then that's when they sink. And then they're stuck there. And they find the remains of this bounty hunter who was after Rey, who obviously got stuck down there and was either eaten by this snake or just died down there from starvation or something. But... They find the remains, and then Ray heals the snake, and the snake feels grateful and runs away and leaving a hole for them to escape from. Um, and then that's when they get onto the ship, and Ray senses that Kylo Ren is coming. Also, the Red Knights of Ren, who could have been so much cooler, in my opinion. I really like how they look, uh, but another instance of why weren't they in the second movie? Like why 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 were they only J.J. Abrams' project and not also Ryan Johnson's? <laughs> right. Uh, they could have been cooler. They they were definitely they they got the Boba Fett treatment of of this movie. Um, made for Fat, toys. Faz, what? Made for toys. Yeah, made for toys, and they were just made to look cool and be nothing. Uh, kind of like how Phasma was that in the first two movies. Uh, the Knights of Ren basically took the cake for for that for this movie. Right. Oh, and I remember the uh, the bounty hunter assassin's name is uh, Ochi. Ochi, right? Okay. Yeah. So I, was for it. I couldn't find it. They uh, find the ship, and on the ship they discover the first they discover the droid, Dio. Oh. And my God, Dio is amazing. <laughs> Dio is the man. And they also found this dagger that is inscribed with Sith text, 
and the only one who could read it is C-3PO. He reads it, but he can't translate it because it is against his programming. I like this. I, I, I know it's just basically just to give C-3PO something to do because they brought him for some reason. Uh, like, let's just... I feel like it's... It was basically a send-off for C-3PO to give him this big of a story arc because he wasn't that big in even the original movies. Like, he was important in uh, New Hope, but again, in, in Empire and Jedi, he was just kind of there, besides with the Ewoks, where he became their lord and savior. Um, yep. But I, re- I really like that 3PO is the one that has to decipher this and has to be the one to translate it. I, I, I like that 3PO would, didn't didn't take a backseat, but I can't say the same for R2-D2, because R2-D2, why isn't R2 with them? I, right. I know he's I, had it's kind of a bummer. Leia, but he, he, he has a part later on. So yeah, so the First Order uh, shows up. They This is after they towed the Millennium Falcon away. Yep. Um, and then uh, they capture Chewie when Chewie went to go tell Ray to get in the house. Well, not the house. <laughs> get in the uh, <laughs> to to we're, that they're leaving. Uh, Knights of Ren capture him. Uh, and then we have the part that we saw the teaser from, where Ray is running in the desert and Kylo's uh, Tie Fighters chasing her, chasing yep. her, and she does her awesome Force flip. Another Force uh, use that we don't really see that often. The force yep. backflip over the over the TIE fighter, cutting the wing off. And then uh, as she sees the transport flying away, this is where she tries to, you, again, another force thing that you don't really see too often in the movies. Uh, she pulls an entire ship, starts to pull the entire ship down. Shout out to Star Wars The Force Unleashed for Xbox 360, because in that video game, the main character pulls a uh, Star Destroyer out of the sky. And that reminded me so much of that game, and I thought it was awesome. That is cool. Cool callback. Um, so then attempting to bring the ship back down, Kylo Ren, who survived the plane crash, uh, tries to get it to go. And Ray, trying to go as strong as possible while getting upset, uses force lightning and blows up the transport, thinking that Chewbacca was on it. First time seeing this, uh, when they played off as Chewie died, I was so fucking angry. I knew they didn't give Chewbacca that. that. They could have done that. I was so mad that that was even, like, a thought. That, like, they, like, oh, we could kill Chewbacca off screen. Like, imagine if they killed Chewbacca. I was so mad. I was like, that can't be it. Like, that, that is, yeah. there's no way that they're going to, if they give Chewie a death, that that's the death that they would give Chewie. All right. So then, the, so the explosion. So Ray runs away. Kylo stays on that planet. Uh, which, Ray first, runs. I thought was kind of weird that he just left them leave. Like, he's there. Yes. And he's just watching her walk away. I like, think, sprint I think he was, towards the ship. I, I think he was good with that because he, he, the reason why he pushed Ray is he wanted to show her what she's capable of. So he got what he wanted in showing that Ray had the Force lightning. Yeah, I, I still thought it was just a little weird that he's like, oh, see you later. Like, just lets her walk away. But. Yep. All right. So, so they have they have the dagger. They didn't know what was for the first order has the dagger because it was with Chewbacca when they took it. Yep. So, so um, C-3PO has it in his memory, but he can't say it So because it's against his programming. So Poe decides that they're going to go to uh, Kimji. Kimji, I think Kim- the name of the Kim- planet is. Kimji? Kimji or something yeah, like that. that sounds, sounds right. To uh, have it extracted from uh, 3PO's memory. So then they show up and they have, oh, what's her name? Is it uh, Zori? Zori. I Zori think. Bliss. Yep. Zori Bliss shows up and reveals a part of Poe's past that no one knew about was the uh that he was a what spice was runner a, yeah a spice runner yep so 
So they have a little back and forth, and there's obviously a little history between them. I would personally love to see like a flashback series, like a Poe and a Zori like series. That would be awesome to see the Spice yep. Runners. Uh, correction is Kajimi, the planet that, that uh, they're on. Kajimi. Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool that they decided to give Poe a, a background. I, I kind of wish they didn't wait to the third movie to do it, but they did. Yep. And um, I think it's just obvious that this is made for comic books and books, that the, the his background is now going to be comic books and, and books. Like, that's how they're going to delve deeper into it. It's going to be a whole comic book series or a whole book series about Poe the Spice Runner and then joining the Resistance. Yep. Wish Which, they would get, it would be a Disney Plus show, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, never say never with that. Yeah, that's true. So they go to, what's it, how do you pronounce it? Kamiji? Kajimi. <laughs> <laughs> Kajimi. Kajimi. So they go there and they obviously meet up Zori and then she uh they want to go see Babu Frick. And so Zori brings them to Babu, knowing that um she could be risking her life by basically harboring these guys to bring them what they need. Uh and then we're introduced to the greatest character in Star Wars history. The greatest character in Star Wars history, Babu Frick. I'm staring at a picture of him right now, and I love him. And I loved him even more the second time because I knew he was coming, but it was so great. I just stared at him the entire time he was on the screen the yep. second time we watched this movie. Yep. I love Babu Frick. Love him so much. Yep, so while while they're getting C-3PO's memory, uh, the Knights of Ren had followed them to Kajimi, so uh, Ren is on the way. So when they finally do get C-3PO's memory wiped, and he reveals the coordinates of the Wayfinder, Ren shows up in his Star Destroyer. Not, it wasn't a Star Destroyer, but it was just yeah, a... Yeah, it, it was Star Destroyer. It was his, it was his Star Destroyer? Okay, yeah. they show So Ren shows up on a Star Destroyer. Uh, Ray senses that Chewbacca is on the, uh, on the ship. So they have to find a way to get onto the ship. Zori helps them out. I don't really like the fact that they call him Ren. I I think they're like trying to make it like Vader, like everyone just calls him Vader. I feel like they should just call him Kylo, because I feel Kylo like be, yeah. I, I I feel like that just sounds I don't know Ren just sounds weird, because Ren sounds a little bit too much like Ray. Uh, I, I don't know. I just maybe I like I would like it. They might have been trying to do that. Which yeah, I like I like it better if you just call him Kylo. Um, uh, but I, I well, to each their own, I guess. But that's just my opinion. No, I I I agree. Kylo's and Kylo sounds cooler. But it is what it is. Yep. So Kylo Ren and the, the Knights of Ren start going around the city trying to find them. Meanwhile, Zori helps helps them get onto the ship with the little uh, chip that she has that could be basically get her through whatever blockade or anywhere any access that she needs in the First Order. So they get they use it to get onto Kylo's ship. Ray goes to find the dagger while Finn and Poe go find go 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 rescue Chewbacca, and they get Chewie and then get kind of captured after a little bit of a gunfight, and this is where it's revealed that uh, Husk is the traitor of the First Order. Hux. Yes. Hux, Hux is the yep. Hux. What did I say? Husk. Husks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. General Hux. Uh, he saves Finn, Poe, and Chewie from being executed after they were caught, and reveals himself as the spy. He lets the group uh, escape on the Millennium Falcon. So awesome! I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, I kind of, I mean, I kind of had the feeling uh, it was him from the beginning of the movie when uh, they're all like in the conference room of the the Star Destroyer, 
and Kylo questions Hux. I kind of figured I was like, oh, I think Hux might be might be the mole. But the reveal of him like shooting the guys and just yelling, "I'm the spy!" was so yeah, great. so funny. <laughs> and then Poe's like, "I knew it." I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was cool. Uh, while that was happening, Ray ended up in uh, Kylo's quarters. And they force bonded and had one of the coolest things that I've seen in Star Wars, a lightsaber fight through force bonds. So awesome. And I want to touch on Kylo's room real quick because I think it's the same kind of thing that they had with um, with Luke in Return of the Jedi where Luke in the beginning of the movie is wearing all black and throughout the entire movie he's wearing all black. But at the end of the movie when he's fighting Vader, his uh, like shirt opens up a little bit and there's white on the inside to show that he's still like good on the inside. It's a like, big piece of symbolism through Star Wars. And I love that Kylo's room, the place of like solitude is stark white. It is so bright. And I think everything is really, white. really cool. Like a really cool uh, symbol of that. He still has light side in him. He's not fully gone yet. I think yeah. that that was so well done. I mean, if you want to do that, Vader kind of had that too. His chamber where he put like had his mask yeah, put yeah, on there. Yeah, like that. That's also All what it reminded me of. Uh, it it looks like Vader's weird meditation chamber in I think the Empire. Yeah, it was that I don't know. So Ray gets the Greg grabs the dagger and then they have this fight uh, on the in, through the Force bond, and they realize where they uh, Ray and I mean Ren realizes where they she is when they knock over Vader's mask and Vader's mask transports to Kajimi where Ren is and notices it. And he says, Oh, so that's where you are. I'll that right reveal there. is so cool. So that's where yep. you are. So that's where you are. So awesome. I'll be right. I'll be right there. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. I, I really, I really enjoyed that. That lightsaber fight was sick. I think it's um the second best lightsaber fight in this movie. Cause there's a better, I think there's a better one, but I, I really, really enjoyed that fight of they just it was just raw and they were just going at each other and yep. knocking everything over and shit and that was that was awesome yep so uh finn poe chewy they get to the millennium falcon thanks to hux who then is shot down for being the spy um but while they're doing that ray tells uh 3po and the rest of the droids to go find them they ended up on the on the falcon while kylo shows up and basically tells Ray that she is the granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine. Yep. The first time watching this, this reveal didn't really work for me, and the second time it didn't really work for me either. I think they could have done it in a cooler way, but the way Kylo does it is the same way he reveals that Ray's parents were nothing in The Last Jedi. He's just like, yeah, you're a Palpatine. Yeah. Very it's casual about it. Yep, super casual, and I just, it, it didn't have enough oomph to it, that it didn't have that emotional impact of, oh, fuck, like, Ray Palpatine, like oh my God, it was just kind of well. Like, they're oh. they're trying to do the same thing that it was Luke and Vader, but it didn't really work that. Well. No, Va- it, I, it didn't hit. Vader's was I I mean I wasn't alive during the time and I'm but I feel like it was much more shocking than that. I feel like that was like oh no, there's no way, and then also like an Empire left on a cliffhanger of you don't really know if Vader was telling the truth or not. But this one it gets resolved at the end of the movie that you do know that Kylo was telling the truth and that he was or Ray is a Palpatine. But the like the way Kylo is just like you're a Palpatine. It's yep. just like oh okay. Yep. All right. So uh, after they found um after that Ray escapes with another cool force jump where. If you notice, Sick. the Falcon the Falcon does its blasters to blow everyone away, but only Ray and Kylo were the ones standing still. And they the way Kylo holds it. his ground is so cool, where he's like holding yep. with all and just leaning, yep. and just so, leaning in. 
So then Ray jumps onto the Falcon and they escape and they go to uh, a planet in the Endor system. Do you remember the name of that planet? I don't think it's said. I think it's I, one. It's just called one of the moons of Endor. I don't know okay. which, in the which one system, it is. Yeah. So they they crash land there because the landing gear is broken. This is where we're introduced to Janna and yep. her and her group of mutinies, I guess. Her ex stormtrooper. Yep. Her her friends and her band of rebels, I guess. Yep. And uh, they um they are taken or they go to the remains of the Death Star, the second Death Star, correct? Uh yep. That is Death Star two. Cause I yep. so I figured this would just be the same planet that the Ewoks are on because of where the Death Star lands, but I guess it's not. No, it's definitely I, not. But I don't. I mean, I guess there's just a shit ton of moons around that planet that it could yep. <laughs> that it could land on. But yep. So they they get there and it's obviously really choppy. And Janice says we'll go there in the morning. We don't have and then Ray and Poe agree that they don't have the time. So Poe goes to fix the Millennium Falcon while Ray decides to take it upon herself to uh, go against the giant current and find go to the Death Star by herself and find it, um, find the Wayfinder. But uh, Kylo, who knew where they were going, shows up as Rey finds the Wayfinder on the Death Star after seeing herself in as a Sith. Which, I don't know if you know this, listen to it, but when she was walking on in the Death Star and she got to the throne room and Death, Darth Vader's theme played. Yep. I, I, yep. John Williams was phenomenal. Yeah, so this good. movie, this movie, the 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 whole the whole trilogy, the whole second uh, sequel trilogy, I thought John Williams was by far. Uh, shout I, out to John it, Williams. It is tag. Shout out to John Williams for just the entire Star Wars saga. Uh, yep. I love John Williams. Also Fantastic. made a nice cameo. Got a nice, got some nice FaceTime yes, there for, for about two seconds. He was, was the bartender. Jimmy, right? Yep. yep. He was the bartender. Um, but I I really really liked when Ray walks up to the the throne room and it's like the really kind of methodical. Like piano, uh, yeah, for Darth Vader's and, theme. Yep, uh, Imperial March, so cool, so awesome. I, I really yep. really enjoyed that, and I enjoyed some other musical things, but we'll talk about that uh, later when they when the scenes pop up. Yep. So um, so she finds the Wayfinder. Uh, she deals with herself as Sith, runs away from it, and turns around, and Kylo Ren is there, and he again offers his hand, um, and then. He, she says something about how she'll, she will, will never join, blah, blah, blah. She'll never be a Sith. She's going to find uh, Palpatine and strike him down. And he said the only way you're getting to Palpatine is through me. And he destroys the Wayfinder. And that's when Poe, um, not Poe, uh, Ray gets really pissed off and they start a duel. Super dope lightsaber fight. One of the best lightsaber fights in the entire series, yep. I think. They, the use of force in this is, is new. You don't really see a lot of force use in lightsaber duels but they're using the force to stop the lightsaber from coming they're using the force to uh, i so many force jumps and the way they're holding the lightsaber where they kind of held it backwards and kind of like did like reverse swipes and stuff like that it was just it was just I, more of the more i love that they're like fighting and then flipping over the way and like jumping over the waves that are crashing on whatever they're like the the death star remains that they're on they're jumping over their fight they jump over they fight and then Ray backflips over one, and Kylo just straight up just walks, walks through it. Walks through He's it. Done. He's just this is it. Like oh man. Yeah. That's one I, of the one of the scenes you saw in the trailer was him just walking out of the water but with the lightsaber lit. And I I don't care that that was in the trailer because it didn't take away from how cool it was. Not whatsoever. It was it was awesome. So then Leia sensing that what they're what they're doing, uh, she calls to Kylo using the Force, which distracts him. 
kind of turns around to kind of look around to see what's what's happening. And Ray uses Kylo's lightsaber and stabs him through the chest. Which... Uh, a little little bit of symbolism because it was a, it was an evil thing to do. So she used the red lightsaber, not the blue lightsaber. Yep. I thought that was pretty cool. Yep, she used her anger and ended up stabbing him, which is not what a Jedi would do. So she stabbed uh, him. Real quick, uh, when Leia's walking away and Maz Kanata says that uh, Leia knows what she has to do to reach her son, but it's going to take all of her strength. Uh, that could have been literally any other character. <laughs> uh, why is Maz Kanata in this movie? She is pointless in this movie. Like, I like her. I think she looks a lot better than she did in Force Awakens. I, I um, honestly think the opposite. I think she looked worse oh, really? than she does in The Force Awakens. I think she did not look good in this movie. It, it might have been the theater we saw it in today wasn't the greatest quality, but I don't think she looked good today. Like I really, like I, she looked CGI, and that's not something you want. You don't want them to look like they don't belong. But I feel like Maz Kanata could have been the one-off in Force Awakens and never seen again. I don't think she needed. She definitely didn't need to be in the Last Jedi for the 30 seconds she was in it, and I don't think she really needed to be in this movie either. But. I don't know. I, I I didn't mind her. I didn't mind her being the one to tell Leia's story because obviously Leia couldn't tell it herself. Yeah, I didn't I, mind that that she was basically the storyteller for us because. Uh, they, but they could have given that. They could have given that to to Rose or to uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. But with Rose, like Rose is kind of just there. I'm also not not a big fan of Rose in this movie. But Maz at least knew about the Force. She she was friends with Solo. She knows Chewbacca. Like she yeah. she has ties to them. So that's yeah, why I, I, I get it. Her. I guess so. so. I, yeah, I didn't mind. I, I I didn't mind that she was the storyteller. So then Ray stabs Kylo with his lightsaber. Um, that instant Leia passes. Her hand drops. R2 knows what's up because R2 was by her side the whole time. So Ray senses that. Leia has passed. Kylo senses it, and Kylo's kind of just sitting there dying with a hole in his chest. And this is where Rey uses her Force healing again to heal Kylo Ren, which is the exact opposite of what she did prior by stabbing him, to show that there's good left in him. And then she says the line, "I did want to take your hand. I wanted to take Ben's hand." She steals the ship and leaves him there to to just sit there and ponder. <laughs> So awesome. The I wanted to take your. I did want. You're right. I did want to take your hand, Ben's hand. And she leaves. And like Kylo's face. And it's not, he, he's no longer Kylo Ren. At, in this moment, no, he's, he's done. He's now Ben Kylo, Kylo, Kylo Ren is dead. Kylo Ren died when he got stabbed with his own lightsaber. And you could just tell. Like and that Adam Driver's kudos, face. I was literally just gonna say kudos to Adam Driver for that. Holy shit! Give this man and all the awards because his <laughs> face, his facial expressions, from Kylo to Ben are perfect they are perfect unreal that the fact that he could just change his expression just the slightest amount you're like oh wow that's han solo's son that's no longer yep. kylo ren that's han solo's son it yep. is amazing and i i i love i will talk more at probably at length about about kylo slash ben at the end of this book so ray took kylo's ship to octo that's how you pronounce it right yep luke's luke's planet she took it and started burning the the TIE Fighter, because you, you want to stay there. On Solo. No, I didn't. That happens after. Are you sure? Yep. I could have sworn that she flies... Oh, you're, you're, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, she flies She flies to Luke's planet, and uh, she burns Kylo's TIE Fighter, um, because she wants to stay there. And then she looks at the lightsaber uh, and decides that she doesn't want to do it anymore and throws it into the fire, where Luke catches it. Luke's Force Ghost catches the lightsaber and just walks out of the fire holding it. 
that's not a way to treat a Jedi's weapon or something. How does he say it? He said, uh, a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. And if that is not a big fuck you to The Last Jedi, I don't know what is. Because the first time you see Luke in The Last Jedi, he gets handed his lightsaber and throws and it over his it. shoulder. Yep. That <laughs> is such it. a big fuck you. Like, <laughs> fuck you, Ryan Johnson. That, that's what I, that I, said. And I did... I. I, I didn't agree with what Luke did with his lightsaber in Last Jedi. Like, I would have much rather preferred if he just dropped it instead of, like, casually tossing it over his shoulder like a joke. But, I mean, I don't also appreciate the, just the giant slap in the face of The Last Jedi that, that, that this movie gives Honestly. that one line. Honestly, I didn't even make the connection. But, yeah, I see it now. So, yeah. So he says that line about the respect for the uh, Jedi weapon. And then he has, has a talk with Rey. About how fears the one, the fears the thing that kept him there. When in reality, he should have gone for it. He uh, he basically confirms that Ray is a Palpatine, and he says that Leia knew it too. So Luke decides to encourage Ray to go face Palpatine, giving let her Leia's lightsaber, which is something that we did not see in the series prior to this. That Leia was training to be a Jedi, and I really really liked it. I really, really Me liked too. the flashback scene, and I thought the CGI for their faces actually looked really good, especially Mark Hamill's face. Mark Hamill fantastic. looked exactly straight straight out of Return of the Jedi. Looked, looked exactly. So good. Leia's he was filmed, a little weird. He it looked a little, in, in... <laughs> yeah, it looked a little Rogue One-ish. Leia's face looked a little weird. I think they, the camera might have lingered on it just a little too long, but it still looked really good. Um, the one thing I want to say, though, is Luke gives Rey Leia's lightsaber. But I want to say, what's with the disrespect to the green lightsaber? Why yeah, is there why no green blue? lightsabers? What why happened, is it what all happened to Luke's lightsaber? I don't. We we see Luke's lightsaber twice or three times in this trilogy, or four times. Sorry, four times now in this trilogy. Three of them, and they're all flashbacks. Three of them are the same story being told three different times uh, between Kylo and Luke in Last Jedi, and then the last time is the flashback scene of uh, Leia and Luke training. Yep. That's it. We don't see a green lightsaber at all. And I think it's just really upsetting that one of them wasn't green. Cause I think at the end of this movie, when they, when both of the lightsabers are in use, if one of them was blue and one of them was green, I think that would have looked so cool. Yeah. It would have looked really cool, but Oh, well he gets Leia's lightsaber. And then there's a callback to empire strikes back where uh, force ghost Luke raises his X-wing out of the ocean and kind of gives a little head nod to Ray, which like I said to you in the theater today, it would have been awesome if Force Ghost Yoda was just chilling right there and they kind of look at each other. Like, kind not like, say anything. Like, just a head nod. Like, yeah, I did it. Exactly. I'm, I'm See, a Jedi I Master. Can do, I can, yep, I can do it too, bitch. Like, that kind of thing. <laughs> that would have been that would have been awesome. But but alas, we only had a Yoda in Last Jedi. And he was well, perfect um, in The Last Jedi. He perfect. sure was. So he gives Rey the, uh, the X-Wing and Leia's lightsaber, so bring both to face Palpatine. Uh, so then that's where then now this is where we get the Kylo conversing with a memory of his father, Han Solo. It's not a force ghost. <laughs> I, for sure, not a force ghost. It is a memory. And yeah. I liked how they had to throw that in there to show that it wasn't a force ghost by saying yeah. you're, by Kylo saying you're just a memory. And Han Solo's like, yeah, your memory. So the theory that I'm seeing about this scene is that Leia is doing this. Leia is projecting Han, but I think she's already gone at this point. So she I is, don't because, think... because, because Han Solo does say, yeah, she's gone. Yeah. So I, that was a theory that I saw that it was Leia that was that was projecting. But also, it wouldn't make sense because interaction between them is basically the same exact interaction that they had on Starkiller Base in Force Awakens, but just different outcome. I think that's... That's why I don't think it is Leia. I think it is 
Kylo or Ben changing changing his past and changing his future by exactly. by, talk, by talking to his dad. Yep, and then when he holds up the lightsaber, what he did in Force Awakens was he ignited it to stab him, but this time he turns around and chucks it probably a hundred yards. <laughs> he he <laughs> so threw that far. thing so far. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. And then he yep. just turns and just fucking and, but no, crow hops you, and throws that Han, thing so far. Han does say you you have it or something. He he says you have the strength or something like that. And so then he good. throws it, throws it into the ocean, turns around, Han Solo's gone, and Ben Solo is back officially and goddamn do i love ben solo yep so then we go to where do we go to do we do we go to exegol or uh, no we go back to agent class and that's when yes. um finn and poe and chewy land and they yeah yes they have one of the more sad scenes when chewy realizes that light is gone and he drops to his knees pushes everyone away doesn't want to do anything and he's just heartbreaking super super upset about Leia passing, which is so sad because you didn't really see them together at all this series. Like in Force Awakens, you saw them, and then in Last Jedi, they weren't really together at all. Uh, Force Awakens, Force Awakens, they don't hug in Force Awakens. Yep. And they they hug in the Last Jedi, which thank God that they at least got to hug in the Last Jedi because it would have been yeah. really sad if Leia and yeah. and also they hug in Force Awakens, but it's only when they first see each other. It's not when Han yep. dies. But um. Yeah, uh, heartbreaking. Chewie screams both when Han Solo and Leia die are probably two of the saddest moments in Star Wars. Very, just very sad. Feel for that Wookiee. So, um, so they're back there, and R2 bumps into C3PO, who had his memory wiped, and introduces himself as C3PO, human cyborg relations, and R2's taken aback because he's confused, and then he decides to restore his memory. Right after he does that, he. Uh, R2 starts getting a transmission from an old friend, per se. He He's getting the transmission from Luke Skywalker's X-Wing. 3PO runs to Poe and Finn and gives them the message, which is basically the coordinates to um, Exegol. I kind of am a little bummed that 3PO got his memory back. I think it would have been really, like... I think they kind, of chickened, they kind of chickened out by not, giving, by not having him stay... I'm not too, I'm not too bummed about it. Like it, it works for the story. Him getting his memory back in that way, he's not like brand new to everything and, going I, on. And I know that they introduced that he could possibly get his memory back because when Babu freaks about to wipe it, and he, three uh, people's like, oh, you can't trust R2's data banks because he has he has all of it. And they asked, uh, I think it's Poe asks three people if R2 could like restore it, and three people's like, Bobby oh, you can't fan. trust R2. Oh, well, Poe doesn't care. Was, I'm okay with him getting his memory back, but I, I would have been okay with him not getting his memory back too and having to learn everything uh, again. I think that would have been funny. Okay. I, I was I was okay with the memory back just because it gave gave him a good closure. Yep. Um. So then pin uh pin, Poe and Poe and pin, <laughs> um, Poe and Finn come. They they both uh well Poe is acting general after Leia passes and he um appoints Finn general as well. So they're both generals of the resistance now. And, and that moment is fantastic uh where they when, both run up to each other and say i have to tell you something yeah and poe's like i can't do this on my, no, on my own i need you and and finn's like uh 3po oh what? oh i appreciate that and general Thank general yeah. it's so general. great yeah so yep. great it's, and i yeah the, the um, dynamic between poe and finn is fantastic in this movie so um so they devise a plan to go to Ex- exegol and basically take down the Fleet of the Final Order, which is what Pal- Pal- Palpatine has called his 
Palpatine. Yeah, what he's called his uh, his army, basically. Um, so Ray shows up to Exegol, and she confronts Palpatine. And this is where he says, "If you kill me, you know, I, well, he demands that he kills her, so that way, or no, demands that she kills him, so that way his spirit will go into her and the Sith will live on." While this is all happening, Poe and the fleet make it to Exegol, and this is where we have the big final battle scene where they uh, have to stop the fleet from basically leaving the, the planet to go destroy other planets because we forgot to mention that they do have planet-destroying uh, weapons and they blew up Kajimi. Yep, Kajimi's gone. Which I was mortified when they blew up Kajimi because all I cared about was Babu Frick. Yeah. So this is all happening. Poe Poe's leading the way in the air. Finn lands on one of the planet destroyers, and this is where the horses come into play. The horses, which I thought were pretty badass. I thought it would be weird. I like them. When when they were in the trailer, I kind of like chuckled at it, being like, really? We're introducing horses to Star Wars now? And and they're but, riding on the side of a Star Destroyer? Yeah. But it, the way the way it ended up working out was pretty cool. Um, they needed to take down the, the signal so the ships didn't know which way was up, and they weren't going to leave the planet. Rey is struggling against Palpatine because he's obviously pretty much forcing her to kill him so he could be the Sith again. And this is when Ben Solo arrives. Uh, shout out he, real quick to Ian McDermott. Holy shit. Shout out. He is terrifying in this movie. Big shout out. He is to... terrifying. I think he is fantastic. Like, honestly, I wasn't a big fan of the Emperor in uh, the first time I saw this movie. I, I honestly thought it was a little forced. And it still is a little bit forced because they didn't have a, a big bad in this one because Snoke was killed off in The Last Jedi. Um, but Kylo was kind of a big bad in the beginning. Yeah. It kind of switched when Kylo, when Kylo passed on to Ben, it kind of switched over. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't a big fan of him the first time I saw him. I I thought he, Ian McDermott did great. Uh, the first time I saw him, I thought like he could do no wrong. He's fantastic. But man, this one, this one got me. I am all in on the emperor being, being the last bad guy in star Wars. Cause how could you not have the emperor be the last big, uh, so, so he's so good. So, so, then, uh, so fantastic. He's terrifying. Like he, the, his eyes glossed over. Like just looks like he has cataracts. He looks great. Yep. No, no missing fingers. Having yep. to be having to be held up by a machine. It's all pretty solid. So then Ben Solo arrives, and he just took a random old Tie Fighter. Did you notice that it was the old I, school one? Yeah. It's uh, they actually show it when Ray is scaling the inside of the Death Star. They show a TIE fighter. Oh, really? I didn't, sure, I didn't yeah, see Yeah, pretty sure that's the same TIE fighter Kylo takes. Yep, because that's what I figured. He took it from the Death Star. I just didn't see it. Yep. Um, so he shows up, and then he shoots a couple stormtroopers, and then the Knights of Ren show up. And they circle they circle around him and pretty much corner him, and they start beating the shit out of him. And then he force bonds with Rey again, and Rey uh, realizes uh, that. Huh? Real, real quick. Uh Kylo running with the blaster. He jumps down the the hole to get to where the Emperor is. It lands on the chain and just says, ouch. 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 <laughs> so, then, so funny. And then when he's sprinting through, like, the hallways of Exegol or whatever, like, I don't, the temple, like, the Sith temple, I guess, when he's sprinting through the hallways with the blaster, goddamn, that is Han Solo. Like, and he's just running and shooting, and then he does a no-look shot behind his back. The, the no-look shot behind his back was so sick. And I'm pretty sure that is like the same exact shot that Han Solo does in Force Awakens, where Han isn't looking and he just turns and shoots someone in the Force Awakens. And I think that's 
really really cool that they did, they just nailed that 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 is Han Solo's the, kid the, running the, through yeah, the halls the, with the, the dynamic yeah. yeah so cool yeah that's really cool he, they force bond Ben and Ray force bond and the, Ray kind of notices like she gives a little smirk realizing that it is Ben Solo and not Kylo Ren um and just as she whips out the lightsaber and Palpatine thinks he's gonna get murked so he could become alive again she puts the lightsaber behind her back and pulls it back her hand and it's gone and Kylo pulls it out from behind his back and just destroys the Knights of Ren. Not only does he destroy the Knights of Ren, he shrugs. He just shrugs first. He's like, this yep. is happening. Yeah, sure. This is yep. it. Here we go. Yep, here we go. <laughs> like, you asked, you guys asked for it. So he kills the Knights of Ren. So cocky and so smug. Big time. Big time. Yep. So, uh, recognizing that Ray and Ben are, what, what does he call it, a dyad? Yeah, he realizes that they are very powerful together, so he decides that he's going to drain both of their power, which rejuvenates himself, and he becomes basically alive again. Uh, and those robes are sick. His red robes are dope yes. that he's yep. wearing. And he, I didn't see it the first time, but the second time when he's rejuvenating himself and he like opens his eyes and they're the red eyes that you see yeah. for the first time yeah. in Revenge of the Sith. Yep. So dope. Yep. Very cool. So as that's happening, the fight up in space is not going very well. Oh wait, no. Is that when, when does the fleet arrive? I think that's right around then because the fleet's pretty basically uh, dying. Yeah. They're, they're getting shot down. The, the door, the emperor opens the doors and see, and chose Ray that, her family. Oh yeah. Well, first he knocks Ben down a hole because he said, um, "I've I've fallen. Now it's your turn, basically." The I've last Skywalker shall fall. Yeah, and, and he knocks Ben Ben down a giant hole. Uh, first time seeing that movie, I thought that's how Kylo died. Honestly, yep. I so thought that I. was it. I was like, I I was so mad. I was like, they, that can't they if they did that if that's how Ben Solo and Kylo Ren's story ends, fuck you. <laughs> that is awful. Yep. Yep. So, so then he uses force lightning on the entire fleet, and um, every every resistance uh, fighter in the just goes dark. And they start um, they start malfunctioning. They start falling out of the sky, and that's when Ray uh, channels every voice of the past Jedi, who lend their strength to Ray, to basically overpower the Emperor. So I pulled As, it up. I pulled okay. it up. I'm gonna. I have all the quotes from all the uh, the the Jedi here, and I'm going to. Right, read let's them. go for it. And do you have who says it? I do, but I don't have them in order. It's just like so. It's Obi Wan Kenobi. Both Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness say these yeah. are your final steps, Ray. Rise them and take them, Ray. Rise. Anakin Skywalker says, Ray, bring balance. Bring back the balance, Ray, as I did. The Force surrounds you, Ray. Let it lift you. Ahsoka Tano says. Ray. Canon Jarrus from Rebels, the Rebels TV show says, Ray, in the heart of a Jedi lies their strength. Luminara Unduli from, uh, she's in Attack of the Clones uh, and Revenge of the Sith, but doesn't talk, and she's in the Clone Wars show, says, find the light, Ray. Qui-Gon motherfucking Jin says, every Jedi who has lived lives in you. We stand behind you, Ray. Rise. Ayla Secura, uh, who was seen in getting destroyed by her clone troopers in Revenge of the Sith, uh, says, yep. let it guide you. Mace motherfucking Windu says, feel the force flowing through you, Ray. Adi Gala, as seen in the Phantom Menace, apparently, says, rise, Ray. Yoda says, rise in the force, Ray. 
And finally, Luke Skywalker says, Ray, the Force will be with you. Always. So, and, so fucking cool. Goddamn. I love this scene. But I wish they were all Force ghosts. How cool. That would have been. That would have been. Would it have been. It would have been. Ewan McGregor. It would have been tough. Hayden Christensen, Liam Neeson, Yoda, Luke, Ayla Secura, Sam Jackson. Like, yep. just imagine how cool no, that would have been if it, she's it, laying on the ground and, like, they just surround her. That would have been so – I think it would have been perfect. But that's more, is, That, that would have been more of the fan service slot that I mentioned earlier. Which, exactly. I would have I just eaten that shit right I would have cried. I would have eaten it so whole. <laughs> yep. So as that's happening, um, we have the – comparison to the uh um uh what what am i saying oh avengers endgame yep uh where... actually i think this, that was before because the fleets when the fleets get shocked it's all of them i think right i don't I'm pretty think sure. so uh, they are, i don't but... think so um because i don't think because because uh because the fleet arrives they're basically uh it's basically an on your left moment where lando right. says yeah, we have I think, I think you're right you might be right where i we, don't know yeah yeah because uh because Lando says there's more of us than them, and then Poe's like, "Oh shit!" and like flies up and sees just this sea of ships, which gives me chills. Gave me so much chills the first time. Gave me chills today. It's yep. such a cool scene where Poe just flies up above, and then above uh, one of the star destroyers is just infinite amount of resistant ships. And when they and then, when it uh, when it shows all the ships, it just plays the Star Wars theme, like it just plays yep. the opening theme, and it's so dope, so dope. That and then um. The guys in the first order were like, we didn't. I didn't know they had a navy. And the guys like, that's not a navy. That's just people. And so, <laughs> that is great. It's just so people. cool. It's people. Uh, real quick, I missed my my music cue before. Um, when Ben Solo comes in and they're fighting the Knights of Ren and Ray is fighting uh, Palpatine's guards and it's playing Kylo or it's playing yeah Kylo's theme and Ray's theme is interchanged and Kylo's theme is now in a major key instead of a minor key. Goddamn. Oh. It's brilliant. John Williams at his best, man. I'm Brilliant, you. man. That is my favorite, like, uh, honestly, my favorite musical part of this movie is uh, their themes. When it shows who's fighting, it goes to their theme, and it switches, like, interchangeably between them, and it's both in a major key because Kylo's is usually in a minor key. Goddamn. Goddamn. It's so cool. So then we get um, Z- uh, Zori and Babu Frick sharing a Babu? ship together. So so it shows that they didn't die when the Kimiji or whatever the fuck it's called gets blown up uh um, so they are alive why do you think she took come... why do you think she took babu why is babu in her ship i don't know but i'm glad he is yeah <laughs> me too um so so they pretty much take down every star destroyer as ray uh is deflecting force lightning using both lightsabers both luke and leia which i thought was cool the the power of both skywalkers lightsabers was enough to deflect the force lightning and wipe out the emperor yep just just eviscerates him and it takes down the entire temple killing all of the followers i don't know if those were siths or just the palpatine's followers but they, they all died like, too they were like uh cult members like alkalines right like, but, i don't really know right. what they were they de- they definitely were not forced anything they were just kind of followers. no no i don't think so so then they all died and then ray plops down and basically dies yep uses all her strength left and that's when the hand of ben solo comes up out of the hole and he stumbles over holds her in his arms and force um, heals her when she falls over 
this is, I think, one of the strongest um, indicators, but that's when Finn feels that she dies. Yep. Finn, Finn he, stops in his tracks and kind of like does it like. And that's when you're like, oh shit, Finn's probably force sensitive. Um, which we didn't really talk about Finn. Finn had a cool story in this, I think, in this one. And I think much, he, much better than Last Jedi. And I think his, his at story. the end uh, with Jana when they're on the the Star Destroyer and they're firing up the turbo cannons and firing at the the bridge, I thought I thought they they had a cool cool part. And I cool. honestly thought they were gonna kill him off in this one. I thought he was gonna fall and go down with the ship, which I would have been okay with because I would have been okay with him dying in the Last Jedi too. But I'm I'm glad they didn't because at the end, it's it's wholesome. But yep. So Ben Solo uh, force heals Ray just like she did for him. She opens her eyes, realizes it's Ben. And my least favorite part of anything Star Wars happens. <laughs> anything Star Wars, my least oh, favorite part. Man, I, why? I hated, it, hated it the first time it happened. Hated it today. I think I even gave it like a little, ugh. They kiss. Uh, what? Tiffany ate this up, man. She, um, of course. Driving, so uh, driving like, to the movie the first night, she's like, I hope Kylo and, and Ray get together. And I was like, I don't want to see that. Like I really don't want. To, like, I'm okay with Kylo a redemption arc for for Ben Solo, but I don't want to see him get with Ray. And man, when they kissed, she turned to me in the movie theater and she was like slapping my leg, and I was like, God damn it! And like I said, I was okay with it. Like I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay I'm that it happened. I I, I, I wish it didn't, it. but I thought it was stupid. Um, like I said, it's my least favorite part of anything Star Wars, and that's including Phantom Menace. <laughs> I just I I I just it took me out of it for a second. It's it's it it was like why? It's it's pleasing all the Raylo fans out there. Yeah, hashtag Raylo. Yeah, it's come on. Uh also this dude this dude's a genocidal maniac, murdered millions of people, and now just because he helps you do something real quick, you're gonna make out with him. Like, come on. Like I, I don't I don't I, nope, nope. Um not, not for me. Uh also they kiss they look at each other, and then the way Ben dies, he like kisses he just, her, and then he like, has bleh. the cheesiest smile on his face. It's just like, and then he just bleh, he's dead. Yep. Um, and real quick, he, also, he, no, go ahead. I was good. I was gonna continue on. So Ben dies in this moment after the kiss. Ben didn't say one word to Ray when he came back. Ben Solo's last line in anything Star Wars is "Ouch." He doesn't yep. say a single word to Ray, to Palpatine, to the Knights of Ren. He doesn't say anything. And I think that's so bizarre. It that is he just doesn't talk at all. We don't get a a, a like a funny quip from, from Ben Solo. We don't get a Han Solo-esque quote, like an I know. He just says ouch. And yeah. that's it. But what but that just I'll get to you. To your point, kudos to Adam Driver for being a good actor. He didn't need to talk. We know exactly what he was thinking. We know what he what was going on. He didn't need to say anything. So, but that's yeah, really he didn't, he didn't I, need I, to explain I, that he was Ben Solo. Like his face gave it away. Like his face has smiled at Ray when they're when they're force linked, and they're in opposite rooms, and he, she hands him the lightsaber, and he like smiles at her and like gives her a nod. Like I think that's yeah. brilliant. But like, say something, man. Say something when yeah. you get into the room. When you when you heal her. When you make her alive again say her name because she says ben but he doesn't say anything yeah it's just, it's, i wonder if that was uh yeah. i wonder if that was on purpose for some reason yeah but yeah so so they kiss and then he dies and disappears and at the same moment 
Leia disappears. So Leia had been under a sheet after passing away, and Maz was sitting right there with her. She, they both disappeared together, which I thought was nice. Yep. I thought, I thought that was a really good touch. And Yep. Kidding. So then everyone flies home. Uh, basically, the Resistance blows up the rest of the fleet, gets rid of it, um, and then they all fly back. Uh, Ray then lands, sees everyone, sees that everyone's okay, and they have the embrace of Poe, Ray, and Finn which was really nice. And my favorite part of the movie, uh, Chewie getting the medal that he deserved in New Hope. Yep, Chewie got his medal, man. Which, again, that's more fan service slop, which I ate up because I was definitely an advocate for Chewie getting a medal in New Hope. I asked, I was asked why he didn't get one, and I'm probably one of the reasons why J.J. Abrams decided to give him one, which some people might say, like, it's too late for that now, you, you fucked up already, but come on. Uh, you, I you really... Can't. Really enjoyed this. Um, well, because well, first we get the the moment of uh, Poe and Zori or Zuri, sorry, oh, looking yeah. looking at each other, yeah. and Poe's like, "You want it?" And Zuri's yeah. like, "No." And yeah. Poe's like, yeah, "All right, all right." So funny. Uh, so it good. definitely wasn't a kiss this time. It was a little bit more than a kiss. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> and that uh, reaffirms my theory that I think Poe just wants to have sex with everything. And I don't know even even know if it's Poe or if it's just Oscar Isaac that just wants to have sex with everything. <laughs> but Chewie getting his medal. I thought was was really really well done. And he just like looks at it and he's holding it in his hand. And then something I noticed today is right after that, I was watching Chewie instead of watching the because the three main characters all come together and they all give each other a big hug. Yeah, and they're he all was crying. just fist bumping. He was fist bumping and then he holds up his medal like to show three PO and R two. And I was like, oh my god, that's perfect. Like he's like I didn't, showing it off. Like he's like I didn't see he's that. dancing and then he like he holds up his medal and he's like, oh man, it's great. Like he's so proud. And I think I, that is that's the last thing you ever see of, of Chewbacca in Star Wars, probably. Um, well, not maybe I don't know, but yeah, as of right no, now, but... this is the last scene of Chewbacca, and he's just so excited that he got that he got his medal and that was Leia's and. It was awesome. He just wanted to show his yeah. friends, so he showed three people. Yeah. And many, many years too late, but yeah. whatever. Um, so it, then it jumps to Ray on Tatooine. Well, first they have the the celebration again. It's basically the Return of the Jedi celebration where Star Destroyers are going down all over the galaxy. People are rising up against the First Order. Uh, they show Bespin. They show Cloud City. <laughs> they show Endor with the Ewoks. Uh, really weird they show... that they show Endor. I feel like that they show Endor. I think it was just to show an Ewok. Honestly, and like me and you walking into this movie, you're like, I really hope I see an Ewok, and I'm like, I don't think you yeah. see an Ewok, dude. And they fucking show an Ewok at the end. It's Wicked it's just, too. It's 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 Wicked. It's Wicked in one of the other ones. And it's just so like okay, like all right, that's fine. Well, <laughs> like I'm I think okay it was just to, it. maybe just to give Warwick Davis like a shout out like at the end because he was Wicked and he was other things throughout Star Wars and throughout all a bunch of movies. So I feel like it might have just been, hey Warwick, come to back get, and to get him in, to, to get him in the credits. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like how they had but, Wedge in this movie for literally 0.7 seconds. Which I thought was hilarious because the actor, I forget his name, had been shitting on Star Wars for a long yep. time. And they and they didn't even give him a helmet. They just said, here you go, sit in this thing, say this, and get the fuck out of here. Yep. <laughs> kind of thing. Which, which was funny. I did like Wedge, but it is what it is. Um, so they, they had the celebration. Uh, they also showed Jakku, where they had um, the Star Destroyer in the sand where Rey yep. was first seen. And then the Star Destroyer in the background falling down. Yep, on Jakku, which... uh, interesting though, um, when they're at the uh, when they're at their like roundtable of how they're gonna take down the Final Order, and uh, Mary 
Mariotic Brandebuck says, um, why don't we just pull up some some pull some Holdo maneuvers, aka why don't we just ram through their their Star Destroyers like Holdo did in Last Jedi? Uh, another thing, fuck you, Last Jedi, because there's like, oh, that's a one in a million shot, no one will be able to yeah, do it again. One in a million um, shot. Yeah. Uh, but on Endor, <laughs> that's also that's also kind of a callback to uh, a New Hope. One in a million shot. Yeah, that's true. But on Endor, um, the way that the Star Destroyer is falling out of the sky looks like somebody pulled the Holdo maneuver. A Holdo oh, really? maneuver. Yeah, it's like split in half. It looks like somebody just fucking light speed and read through it. So I thought that was kind of cool too. But okay. so yeah, so then Ray goes to uh, Tatooine, and we see the Skywalker residence. But it wasn't. Well, obviously, it wasn't called the Skywalker residence because it was uh, Uncle Owen uh, and his house. And, oh, Owen and, Lars. Yep, the Lars, the Lars plantation. Um, Oyster and, farm, which, which is uh, overrun basically, just stand everywhere and. One thing I liked was the the callback to Ray's character where she takes the little piece of metal and slides down the hill. Yep, and it plays her theme. Yep. Great. And, uh, John Williams, yep. goddammit. I just can't. This can't. Yep. Man. <laughs> um, and then she uh, force buries, which another another good use of the force. She force buries uh, both uh, both Leia and is that Anakin's? Uh, That's, uh, yeah, A- Anakin's lightsaber, Luke's first lightsaber, the lightsaber that's been like uh praised throughout the sequel trilogy basically as the the one true lightsaber um that gets yep. buried yeah one thing i would love to do one would love to say is she buries it in sand what does anakin hate the most yeah right he hates sand <laughs> he hates sand oh well, um, yeah she, so she buries buries leia and uh anakin and the and the lightsaber well, anakin she then lights lightsaber. her lightsaber yep. or she lights it her, her, her yellow, yellow lightsaber. lightsaber and it is dope and the the, the very hilt cool is sick, and I think I think it is double sided, because I think the way she's holding it, it looks like it has an emitter on both sides, which would be awesome because she uses her staff. So I think it'd be yep. really cool if she had, and that's what I wanted. And since Force Awakens was for her to have a double sided lightsaber because she used her staff in the Force Awakens a lot, and I was like, oh, that's setting up for her to have a double sided lightsaber. But they didn't oh, give it to us to until the very, very end, and we don't even know it was double-sided. And, yep, we didn't see it in action, which is disappointing. I would have loved to see her use the other lightsaber in action. Uh, also, the way she lights it, where she's like flicks the thing over, like she turns, yep. like it's like a knob. Instead that was yeah. dope. Yeah. So, so she ignites that, and then an old lady walks by and says, "I haven't seen anyone here in ages. Who are you?" And she says, "I'm Ray." And she says, "Ray who?" And she says, "Ray Skywalker." After she's looking off into the distance, she sees Luke and Leia sitting there together it's old luke and young leia i don't know if you noticed that it was young leia i thought she was old. i thought she was older yeah but it wasn't it wasn't because luke is obviously like the octo luke this yeah. leia looked like leia was like post return of the jedi leia hmm. uh real quick two things one luke's hair was way too long in this movie his Yo, wing had a was way too <laughs> yeah. long he had quite the flow going. It was a really, really long. And like the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, his hair is way too long. Um, I kind of liked it. I kind of thought it was cool. I don't mind it, but it was like, holy shit. Like I did not expect to see Mark Hamill with that head of hair. Like I don't think it's his. Obviously, I think it's a wig. But Right. Um, secondly, Ray looks over to the Skywalkers. Uh, she sees Luke. She sees Leia. Where the fuck is Ben? Here's the thing. I'm kind of glad it was just Luke and Leia. I'm really? kind of glad. After seeing it again today, I'm glad Ben wasn't there. I would have been, I would have been okay with it if he had been, but I'm kind of glad he he wasn't there. 
I wanted Ben and I wanted story. Anakin. So all That's the Skywalkers? The, all the Skywalkers, because she's taking their their family name. She is not a Skywalker. She's adopting herself into her her family that trained her into the person she was. Where the fuck is Anakin and where is Ben? I wouldn't mind an Anakin either, but I don't know, man. Like, I get it. The redemption story for Ben Solo was nice, but the dude's still a genocidal murderer. Well, so was Anakin. Like, and Anakin exactly. Got, but Anakin got a Force Ghost at the end of Return of the Jedi, and nobody really bat an eye. He did. Uh, I don't know. I'm 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 kind of glad Ben wasn't there. That was just Luke and Leia, because it was this sequel was their story. No, I get that that this is the 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 brother sister story, like Leia, Luke and Leia's story, and I, I and it's about Leia's son, and I I feel like. I don't know. I feel like Ben should have had uh, something. Maybe, maybe not him standing there. Maybe him somewhere else. But I feel like just show me Ben Solo as a Force ghost somewhere else. And also, God damn it, just give Hayden Christensen his redemption and let him be in a Star Wars movie, man. He deserved it. He was in. He had the voice, but I just wanted to see him. I really just wanted to see him. And I, I, let him yeah, know everything. I, was I would. Okay. I would have liked to see. I would have liked to see Hayden. Oh well. So yeah. So then it ends with the uh, the setting of the two sons. Yep, the Force theme, and John Williams at his best. That song is probably my favorite Star Wars song. It is so good. Um, We missed something else real quick uh, back on Agent Kloss when they're all celebrating, and Gianna sits next to Lando. Oh, yeah. She's like, where are you from? Or uh, Lando's like, where are you from? Or she says, where are you from, General? And he answers, because I don't really know what he says. And she's like, I don't really know where I'm from. And he says, well, let's find out. I don't know if he wants to fuck her. No, or if it's, he's her dad. It's I really implied that it's implied that he's her dad because I read up on it. Supposedly Leia not Leia. Lando had a family and his wife was murdered and daughter was taken. Interesting. But so the way Billy D delivers that line is I wanna fuck you. And it's really yes. weird. <laughs> it did sound like that, but it's implied that he's her dad. I, I figured, I figured it would, um, and I think that's really, I think that's kind of cool, and I think that's yep. a good setup because she's a, uh, she's like uh, I was taken from my family when because all all the new stormtroopers were just taken from their families, and that's I honestly kids, thought yeah. that's originally what they were gonna do with Finn, was Finn was gonna be Lando's kid, but I'm really glad he's not. Um, yes. No, I I think I think that's what it is. I wouldn't be surprised if that sets up a random Disney Plus series or like you said with Poe uh, a book or book or, or comic books. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but that's it, man. That's 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 the Skywalker saga. That's it. After seeing it a second time, after seeing it a second time, where would you put it in your ranking? I love this movie. I absolutely adore this movie. I was very very high on this movie the first time I saw it. Um, as of right now, I still adore this movie. I'm gonna say it over and over again. I think this is fantastic. I thought it was a great end to the Skywalker saga. I thought it gave me just enough fan service left me with just enough questions of like what's ray gonna do is finn gonna train as a jedi with like it leaves possibilities to to come out of it and i think it, that's great if they 10 years down the line disney's like hey we're not making enough money let's make star wars episode 10 i think they have a good jumping off point but i would put this i would put this number four on my list Wow, that's exactly where i put mine uh so my list would be empire strikes back rogue one return of the jedi rise of skywalker Force Awakens, uh, Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope, Last Jedi, Solo, Attack the Clones, and The Phantom Menace. Okay. Mine would be, uh, it's a little different. Mine's uh, Empire Strikes Back, New Hope, Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker, Return of the Jedi, Last Jedi, 
Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, Solo, Attack of the Clones, and Phantom Menace. I, oh, yeah. I personally think I need to see Rogue One a few more times to readjust because I think I've only seen it twice. Once in theaters and once out of theaters. So uh, Rogue One is brilliant. And That's I your number three, watch, right? I will number, two. Uh, number two. It's my number two. I will probably watch that over Christmas break um, because I, I love Rogue One. I think Rogue One is yeah, great. I, I'll, I'll have to watch it again, especially in, especially now that I could watch all 11 movies if I wanted to. Yep. I love Star Wars, man. Uh, and I really, really, really hate the stigma now it has around it that people can't like it. They don't. They didn't like the sequels, so they they hate Star Wars. The, the discourse it has caused on the internet and in the fandom is just heartbreaking to see. Honestly, here's, uh, here's my take on that. Who gives a fuck if you like it, enjoy it? Who cares what other people think? And that that was getting to that. My point is, Star Wars is Star Wars, man, and and all Star Wars to me is great. Uh, I I'm very thankful for star wars and i'm i will never never forget the stories that it, it told me and i i love yep. them dearly i will full i would gladly admit that at, 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 as while i was walking out of the theater the first time seeing rise of skywalker i could not talk i could not you, speak I, I could not do anything if i tried talking i would have bawled my eyes out i, I of, literally the, turned to you and was like hey man what'd you think and you waved me off and you're like i, I can't talk about it <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I really the amount of happiness I felt for the closing of 42 years of Star Wars. I grew up with it. It's it's been a part. It's been a staple in my life for so pretty much my whole life. So it ending like the way it ended with with what I said before the the fan service slop couldn't have ended a better way for me. It was brilliant. I I, I loved it. Yeah, I'm. I I feel the exact same way that I think. Uh, it was just basically uh, the I'm I'm a loss for words like I just, like yeah it's great like that's it man I like, think the Star Wars is fantastic and shout out shout out to George Lucas for creating this wonderful universe shout out to um, Mark Hamill Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford for for starting it to uh, Ian McGregor Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman for continuing it and um, John Boyega Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac for finishing it. Like shout out to everyone. JJ Abrams too. And Ryan yep. Johnson. Ryan Johnson and and yep. All 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 the like. But uh yep. Star Wars man. It Fucking was, great. It was amazing. Alright, so I think also, that... I'm pretty proud of myself for redoing. Yeah, did, oh re- shout, yeah, I was gonna ask you, did you do that out of memory? Yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. That was that was impressive. Yeah. I was I was gonna ask you if you were if you were doing that out of memory or if you were reading on a website somewhere. But um, oh. yeah, and that's pretty damn impressive. I mean, you just saw it a couple hours ago, but to be able to to do it with uh, that much precision was uh, impressive. Most Thank you. impressive. Thank Star you. Wars. Do it. Uh, yeah, shout out to Ian McDermott for saying do it and giving every uh, single prequel memer a boner yep. during that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's gonna that's that's probably our episode, our deep dive, our spoiler cast for for Rise of Skywalker. Uh, uh, let us know. Any, let us know what you think if you listen. Then, if you're still here, thank you for listening, and please reach out to us. Let us yeah, know what, how, how, how we're doing. Thank you so much for listening this week. If you dig the show, tell your friends, tell everybody, tell your parents, tell your dogs. Help. I, I want. Tell us. Yeah, man. Tell us. We we want to know. Give us some feedback. Even if you don't like it, if you listen to the entire thing, you're like, oh fuck, these guys suck. Let us know why. Uh, help us grow our our community. Like, be 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 a part of our community. Don't be afraid 
to uh to send us some topics to talk about like i talked about at the top of the show um so nick if people want to talk to you where would they where would they find you you can find me on twitter at at nick a zero two three um just send me send me a tweet give me a follow i don't have a lot of followers i'm i'm just starting to get more involved in twitter now so give me a reason to be active on twitter yep uh you can follow me on twitter at amazing asthmatic that is amazing with no g but uh as like i said before i will uh i will link our twitters for the show and for each of us in the uh the show description um but uh yeah so uh until next week uh thanks for stopping by guys thanks all right